Hey, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays to all of y'all that are CX Passport travelers. We're in the second week of the First Class Lounge reruns, and I hope that you enjoyed last week's compilation, and I know that you're going to enjoy this week's compilation, starting off with Phil Davis from the Czech Republic, Claire Bosk from UAE, Eli Weiss from the U.S., Mercer Smith from the U.S., Bamal Rai from Dubai, Gabrielle Amaral from Brazil. It's going to be a fun little snippet here today. Hey, we start off next week right back at it with a whole slate. We're going to start off the year with Paul Banks from the U.K., but I've got a whole host of folks coming up that are going to be a, a lot of fun to listen to. So thanks again, CX Passport listener, for a great 2023. I've been blown away by your engagement, your comments, and all that you have done to help advance CX Passport. So I thank you for 2023, and I look forward to a great 2024. Enjoy this compilation and see you next year. Oh, Phil, that sounds absolutely fantastic. And there's a lot of folks that just it just went through a mental shift of, wait a second, the preacher is having a very, yeah, heck yeah, he is. And then they're absolutely <laughs> delightful as well. And that thought of that, just enjoying that and, and the city and, and all that going down. Um, I noticed you didn't say the name. So listeners, what we're going to do here is say that if you want to know where that is, you're going to have to go visit Faith Community Church on a Sunday service. And I promise that Phil will then let you know what his secret favorite beer garden is. <laughs> and you'll be able to enjoy that view. Now, Phil, you talked about a, 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 a tranquility that comes from it, but travel often does not have that tranquility, especially for someone like me who's a long way away from the Czech Republic. It would take a long journey to get there, and it can be nice to stop down on that journey and enjoy the lounge. So I would like to in invite you to join me here in the First Class Lounge. Let's have a little fun here. What is a dream travel location from your past? Well, that one's pretty easy, actually, because it's kind of fresh in my mind. But uh, last summer, we took a family trip to Iceland, and we rented oh, nice. a camper van and drove around the entire island over the span of eight days in this camper van. And after we got over the claustrophobia from the first uh, maybe five hours of being stuck <laughs> in the vehicle together for eight days, it was incredible. Just such a, a beautiful, beautiful country. We had the best time. Oh, that's awesome. And I love the idea of the camper van, like going that route. Now, uh, listen, Phil, how, many, how big is your family? I know, listeners, share with the listeners. <laughs> so I am married and we have three uh, teenagers now. I guess one is 20, but uh, two teenagers and a 20-year-old. So not yeah. small kids. No, that's going to be a tight camper van. But if Phil's family can do it, you can do it. So it sounds like a, a, a delightful trip indeed. Now, what is a dream travel location you've not been to yet? Well, I have been to Russia, as you know, but yes. I still have on my bucket list the Trans-Siberian Railroad. That's something I would oh, still cool. love to do one day, is be able to go across the whole country. Maybe when it's a little bit safer, of course, but uh, someday, <laughs> still love to do that. <laughs> I am. I'm hopeful that as uh, history has shown itself to evolve over the decades, that uh, maybe you'll get that opportunity. But no, now sounds like the wrong time. It's un, it's a little different than when you and I saw each other in St. Petersburg <laughs> all those many years ago. Um, I still talk about, by the way, and we're not going to go into detail, but that god awful hostel that we stayed at in Moscow. That I'm amazed that we didn't leave there with tuberculosis. Ugh, but we just won't get into details on that. That will not make its way into the show notes. 
Phil. That was a bad Lonely Planet uh, uh, reference there. <laughs> no, everything else about the trip was fantastic. That was a really sketchy place. What is a favorite thing to eat? Um, I am pretty boring when it comes to this, so I'm just going to go with steak and potatoes. I love a good steak and some potatoes on the side. Nothing wrong with that. I, what you call boring, I call yummy. Sounds good to me. Now let's go the other direction. What is something your parents forced you to eat but you hated as a kid? Uh, easy, easy question. Uh, meatloaf. Just hated it. I, I just I don't <laughs> think meat and loaf should be together in the same sentence, much less the same word. So no, hated it. <laughs> Uh, I'm glad to see that the trauma is still alive and real in your mind as you think of meatloaf. <laughs> That's brilliant. Phil, with all your travels, what is one item, not including your phone, not including your passport, that you will not leave home without? Uh, let's see. I'm going to um, gonna have a part A and part B real quick on this one. Um, if I, I am going to check a bag, then the, the new thing that we definitely include are air tags, um, just to make sure that we know yeah. exactly where our bags are, um, just to avoid all of the luggage trauma that a lot of people have been dealing with lately. And if I don't need to check a bag, then, and I just have my carry on, then I would probably make sure I bring my uh, planner. And I, I went analog about two years ago. And so I have a daily planner that I write in every day. Blair, I love it. I love the idea of, look, you spend a boatload on marketing, but you forgot about training, all of that. I can already hear the Disney themes carrying forward into what you're, you're experiencing there. Now, the distance between Jersey and Dubai is not a tiny one. And certainly for me living in Texas, USA, it is definitely not a tiny one. So that travel can be wearing. You mentioned India, you mentioned China, you mentioned Malaysia. It's nice to take a break. It's nice to stop down in the lounge. So I want to invite you to join me here in the first class lounge. We'll move quickly here and have a little bit of fun. What is a dream travel location from your past? Okay. Um, so from, from the past, oh my gosh, um, I did go to China back in 2018. Um, and I guess it was a, a real, um, it was very walking on the wall, you know, mm, it yeah. kind of, uh, oh, this, it's, it's something you can't describe. And there's, there's a couple of memories that I have as walking on a wall and just being present and kind of standing in here, just yeah. feeling that energy of it. You know, I'm, it's all about energy. Um, I went to Egypt as well in October and those kind of things like Egypt was a big thing for me when I was a, a child. And I went to uh, uh, Philia's Island, you know, the, um, um, the, the Queen's Island and feeling the energy coming out of the stones of the pyramid. I mean, yeah. those kind of things, you just can't make them up. And it, it's, it's kind of those moments where you pose there, you're very present and you're anchoring a moment yeah. like that. So China was very powerful. Egypt was very powerful. I've, yeah, I've, you've had a lot I've, of dream travel locations cry. from your past. That's awesome. And I love <laughs> I've had the chance to go to both and that you're absolutely right. Spectacular. Now let's go the other direction. What is a dream travel location you've not been to yet? Um, okay, so um, I'd like to get to um, 
I'd like to go back to the States, I have to say, All right. uh, because I haven't been for 25, 25 years. And so I haven't been back to since, you know, since uh, last time I went. So I really would love to go back to, to America. Um, and another one that I have um, on the list, it's I really kind of quite love going to Sydney as well. It's kind of, you know, yeah, that's that's uh, and I'm halfway there now being in Dubai. That's right. You almost got halfway there. there yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm kind of looking at, you know, uh, going back to the state and going there. And I think that's what was one of the reasons why I picked Dubai as well, yeah. because very strategically, as a keynote speaker, I could travel anywhere yeah. within, you know, six, seven hours of, of Dubai, Boy, just, that, just direct flight. That so, would yeah, be nice. Sydney, it's kind of, yeah. There you go. Okay. I like that. You're just on a really long <laughs> plane change layover. That's all. You'll get to Sydney eventually. Now, <laughs> what is a favorite thing of yours to eat? Ooh, white chocolate. Okay, there it is. Boom. <laughs> Answer. <laughs> white chocolate it is. Uh, now, uh, white chocolate is probably... <laughs> I love it. I love it when it's a quick it's answer. It's my piche mignon. I love it when it's a quick <laughs> answer. Now, let me ask you the reverse. What is the thing your parents forced you to eat, but you hated as a kid? So that was my grandparents, and I was Andives. Andives. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that because... They were cooking them. My grandmother were cooking them into ham uh -huh. with bechamel in the middle, and it was kind of andive. It's nice andive as a salad, right? But as a as a ugh, and it looked ugh, as well. <laughs> I hope that those of you that are listening go over to YouTube and make sure that you see at least this part of the video. If you aren't watching on a video, you've got to see that, Claire. Let's go back to travel. We're going to last question here in the first class lounge. What is one travel item, not including your phone, not including your passport, that you will not leave home without? Um, so not including my phone or my passport that I will not. Um, actually, you know what it is? It's actually essential oil. I always have some essential oil with me because I, you know, when you're in the plane and you're sitting to mm -hmm. somebody who's <laughs> been in their shirt for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I always have essential oil and I put on my wrist and it kind of, yeah, I always have a tube of essential oil nearby. Oh man, Eli, that experience in Singapore sounds absolutely spectacular. I, uh, I got to experience something similar to that in Bangkok. Uh, uh, it was the Renaissance, I think, but either way, you know, one of those uh, upper end hotels and just a glorious experience. Uh, and it is, and I, I too have stayed at the $7 or less hostels <laughs> in the backpacking trip. So I can appreciate uh, both sides of, of the experience and each gave me the experience that I was expecting. So that was okay. But in all of your travels, I imagine that there's been moments of exhaustion. There's probably been times that you were absolutely worn out. Most of us, when we're travelers, we are. And so it can be nice to take a little break. And especially if you got access to the First Class Lounge, and you do, you have access to the First Class Lounge today. So I'm going to ask you to join me here in this lounge, move quickly here, and we will have a little bit of fun. What is a dream travel location from your past? One of my favorite places to go to was Serbia. I think Americans think of travel, they think of Rome and Paris, and, and not to say those are overdone, they are, um, <laughs> but there, there's so much about those kind of like undiscovered, A, those people are so pleased to have you, and they were the kindest, most hospitable people that I've met 
in all my travels. We asked somebody for directions and they walked us all the way to our hotel and they were just so thrilled to see people enjoying their culture and we had a great time there. Oh yeah, Serbia does sound really, really great. Uh, just a few episodes ago, had um, someone on from Prague uh, who started a church there and the stories that he has told both on the air and off the air of how amazing that city is, it really sounds like a place to be. It's, it's on my list of where I wanna go, but what for you, what is a dream travel location for you that you've not been to yet? So uh, I have dreamed about going to Dubai for the longest time and I'm actually going on Sunday. So I'm, I'm really, really excited nice. about that. My next up, this is something that's been on my list since I started traveling and you know, a decade ago is Tokyo and I, somewhere in my head, <sighs> I have this idea that Tokyo done well is, is better than just doing it not high end. And I'd rather go to Tokyo and I can really, really spend. So it's one of those things that's like when I have the money, I will do a big, big, lavish Tokyo trip and get the full experience. But I, I love hospitality and I love, that's awesome. yeah, I love places that just treat you really well. Um, and I've definitely been to places that didn't. And I was like, why, why am I here? Um, <laughs> so I'm, ex I'm excited about great hospitality. Well, I can tell you this as someone who did do the uh, Japan trip uh, over the, the holiday period between 22 and 23 this year. Uh, and with my son studying abroad there, listeners, I know you've heard that a few times already, but Japan has come up quite a bit as it's reopened last year, like a lot of countries. Uh, Eli, yes, Tokyo can be spectacular and Tokyo can be expensive, but I will tell you, you don't have to do it that way and you would still <laughs> get phenomenal hospitality. A guest, a former guest on the show a couple episodes ago spoke of omotenashi, which is the spirit of hospitality and it, it, it pervades all aspects of the Japanese hospitality. It's great. I will add this. You said Tokyo. Tokyo, I would tell you, make sure you get Kyoto in that list. Uh, I found that I loved Kyoto even more. Tokyo was phenomenal. This was, it'd be like saying Tokyo's A and Kyoto was A plus. It was wonderful. Uh, part of what I loved a lot about Japan was the food was spectacular. So Eli, what is a favorite thing of yours to eat? I will always go for Mediterranean food. Like I will never mm -hmm. say no to a hummus and some, some fresh pitas, um, a falafel. I, I love Mediterranean oh, food of any kind. Oh. Love it. Absolutely love it. You're making me hungry now. It's the noon time frame in my time zone and I'm getting hungry. What is a thing your parents forced you to eat? So this is the other way. Thing your parents forced you to eat, but you hated as a kid. I hated and still hate fish. Uh, the only kind of like fish that I'll eat is, is tuna. But generally as a rule, if it swims, I don't, I don't eat it. Um, <laughs> that's my general guideline. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, it's possible to do that with Mediterranean food, but it is funny. You've got the Mediterranean there, and yet uh, anything that swims is not—you're not a fan of. But I love yeah. that. Uh, it's, it's fun. I love asking this question. Let's go back to travel. Let's close out the lounge with this. What is one travel item, not including your phone, not including your passport, that you will not leave home without? Oh gosh, any sort of sleep aid. Mercer, I think that's so important. I love that that focus and the, the idea of giving language um, 
so that uh, it, whether it's frontline or any human, right, any human has the ability to speak to those that can and, and find that, that support. Now, I realize that the uh, first class lounge is a little bit more trivial than actual mental health, but there is a moment of, of if you're in travel or you're really busy, it can be nice to just take that respite. And so I'd love for you to join me here in the first class lounge. We're going to move quickly, but we're going to have a little bit of fun too. What is a dream travel location from your past? Um, Chef Chouen in Morocco. Okay. You see my eyes. You see that I, I know Morocco. Tell me more about Chef Chouen. Did I get that Chef right? Chef Chouen, yes. Chouen, okay. Yes. Tell me more. It is an entirely blue city. Uh, so all the walls are oh, blue. Yeah. All the houses are blue. Everything is blue. It's built into a mountainside. It's very, very beautiful. Um, there are tons and tons of cats, which I really love. Uh, Moroccan food is excellent. It's just, it's very peaceful, and I loved it. I went there a few years ago. Oh my gosh, you hit me on all sorts of fronts of happiness there. And I think now that you, <laughs> I didn't know the name, but I think I've seen the pictures of it. My daughter brought, introduced our family. We were a dog family, but introduced us to cats. And I actually have been to a cat cafe now. So now your city that you're describing here in Morocco, I think I want to go there. Good. Now you gave me a new one for my list. Well, let's talk about your list. A dream travel location you've not been to yet. Berlin. Okay. I would love to go to Berlin. I've never been to Berlin. I have never been to Germany. Uh, I was supposed to go um, right before the pandemic hit for Oktoberfest. I didn't get a chance to go. Berlin is a really beautiful, artsy city, and there's a lot of history there. So clearly plenty of history, and, and it does seem to have this – quirky is the wrong word um, – Avant-garde is a little too overused, but sort of forward-looking, edgy type uh, arts and, and culture to it that uh, inspires, and I think it would be a fun place to, to head. You mentioned Oktoberfest. That's associated primarily with beer, but there's a lot of German food to be had as well. So let's talk about food for a bit. What is a favorite thing of yours to eat? Mm, I really love uh, Indian food. Mm -hmm. um, that's my probably one of my favorite foods to eat. I also cook a lot though, and I can't really cook Indian food, so. So it's nice to have somebody else yeah. do that for us. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> there are things that I cook well. Not many, not many, but there are things that I cook well, <laughs> and I am thankful for all of the other people who know how to cook and enjoy that. So, Mercer, let's talk about the other direction though. What is a thing your parents forced you to eat but you hated as a kid? Honestly, I've been thinking about this, and I cannot think of anything. Wow. Um, I will say, I mean, my parents always made me eat just basically everything. Like, I had, like, uni at the age of six, and I've nice. just kind of been eating a lot of weird stuff my whole life. My grandmother did make me eat um, sweetbreads, like the veal glands mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. when I was, like, seven, and that was not a favorite of mine, but I didn't hate it. I don't really use the word hate, uh, and I love food of all kinds, so I always have <laughs> Well, Mercer, I've gotten to that point in my life now where I feel the same way as you, that I'll eat, I'll try anything, I'll eat anything. But there were some things that I didn't like so much, although my mom was a huge fan of sweetbreads. And mm. so those were introduced to us early on and very infrequently. It's a bit of a delicate, but yes, uh, it is interesting to, to hear that at least you tried them. And yes. kudos to you. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Let's go back to travel. What is one item, not including your phone, not including your passport, that you will not leave home without? Um, I was going to say my children, but they're not really an item. Um, <laughs> uh, probably a book. Uh, <laughs> well, 
of them all with uh, Singapore, with Dubai. I mentioned two world-class airports and two frequently places that to get there from most of us or many of us around the world, it's a long flight to get there. And so it can be nice to stop into the lounge, take a little break and enjoy. And so today we're going to do that. I'm going to invite you to join me here in the first class lounge. We'll move quickly here and have a little bit of fun. What is a dream travel location from your past? Uh, it's got to be French Polynesia. Uh, oh, I can imagine. Call it Tahiti. <laughs> yeah. Most people call it Tahiti and most people know Bora Bora. But so it's it's five groups of islands and three of them are atolls, if I remember correctly. So I, I spent, you know, a week or two in Bora Bora and then I spent a week in a in a place called Nukuhiva, uh, which is not an atoll. And Nukuhiva is famous for being, if I'm not mistaken, in one of the survival series. Um, no. They've got cannibals on the island, apparently. Oh, Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I, um, I'm glad that that didn't affect you significantly. Um, but I, I know how beautiful that is. I would love to see it sometime. What is a dream travel location you've not been to yet? Uh, there's two that are top on my list. So there's the Seychelles and I, I have no idea why. <laughs> I, I just think it sounds sexy. It sounds beautiful. Ever since I was a little kid, Seychelles is a place I really want to go to. Mm -hmm. um, but the one, the one that as an adult I really want to go to is the is is uh, this little part of the world called the Antarctica. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not easy to get to. It's not really a tourist sort of a place. But uh, but I really want to go there. I really want to just disconnect and just be with nature. Two want to get Antarctica in the list, and a little bit of a selfish just shout out here since we're talking Antarctica. That's the only continent that I don't have a guest for CX Passport from yet. So I'm still looking for that scientist that wants to be on CX Passport. So when you go, Vimal, would you recruit for me? I would appreciate that. Hopefully that I can will. happen soon. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> what is a favorite thing of yours to eat? Uh, I'm a foodie, man. I mean, I love food. I love looking at food. I love seafood. That means I see food and I eat it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know. Um, but my favorite would have to be any, almost any Singaporean dish, right? So I, I don't know if you're familiar, but there's laksa, there's mee goreng, which is fried noodles, there's chicken rice, there's curry. Um, I also love Japanese. I love burgers. I love Japanese burgers. Um, <laughs> so it's all the above. So this question on. may be a trick for you then. What is something your parents forced you to eat, but you hated as a kid? Ah. Uh, Bitter God, bitter God. Do you know what that is? I don't. It's a, so it's bitter gourd. It's a type mm -hmm. of bitter melon. It's in the same family, apparently, as zucchini and squash. And, I, and and all of those things are fine. But bitter God, oh my God, it is it is diabolical. It looks diabolical. It tastes <laughs> diabolical. It is, it is bitter, <laughs> right? It's, it's, um, wow. So you win on two fronts there. One, I've never heard of bitter gourd. So that's great. That's something new for me. And I always love seeing people's reactions. But then two, I don't think I've heard anyone say that a food item was diabolical. And so you <laughs> introduced two new things for me in one question. Brilliant. I love it. Oh, I'm going to have a good chuckle about that one. What is, let's close out the lounge here, heading back to travel. What is one travel item, not including your phone or your passport, that you will not leave home without? Ooh, um, there's quite a few, but at the top of the list is my running shoes. Um, I just love exploring any place that I get to on foot. 
So if I have a few hours between meetings, I just put those shoes on and I go walking, I go running, I just go exploring, I figure the streets out. Um, I'd never travel without a pair of shoes. And if I actually forget, I, I'm, I'm actually almost guaranteed to go buy a pair. Gabriella, little change of pace here. Now, for me, a flight, so from the Dallas-Fort Worth region, and I don't think a lot of folks really realize this, it's actually further for me to get to a city like Sao Paulo than it is London. I, I was really surprised to know that it was a longer flight from DFW to, to Sao Paulo than it was DFW to London. And so if I were to come to Brazil, and I'm sure any of your travels as you go around to all of the regions that you have responsibility for, Sometimes travel can wear you out, and it's nice to hit the lounge. And so we're going to hit the lounge now. I want you to join me in the first-class lounge. We'll move quickly and have a little bit of fun. What is a dream travel location from your past? Uh, it's Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. So from, since I am from Brazil, I really like beach and this, like, uh, summer weather. And Hawaii was always a dream place to visit. I had this chance when I did my exchange program in the u.s back in 2015 so some years ago uh -huh. yeah but i really enjoy it and it is a really special place hawaii is a, a is a beautiful place i've only been there once yeah it's a it's not a short flight for me either and i i can see coming from a culture like yours that uh, enjoying beach in a destination makes a lot of sense as well what is thinking of the future what is a dream travel location that you've not been to yet yeah, so there are so many countries in Europe that I have not been yet, like London, for example, that I would love to visit. Uh, and I also know that there is this human, human, human in custom experience community there, and I would love to visit them in person. Right now, I just interact with them uh, online. Hey, well, we may have to find a way to tag them and get them to watch this episode. And hey, you need to get Gabriella there in person, not just to <laughs> watch, but get a, get a flight for her to go enjoy London, one of the great cities in the world. Absolutely. Now, I've got to imagine this is a hard question to answer for someone from a culture that is so food oriented as yours. But what is a favorite thing of yours to eat? Meat. <laughs> I love a great steak. Oh, there's nothing quite like a great steak. And again, if I slaughter the pronunciation, forgive me, but the churrascarias uh, from Brazil are some of the best things that I've experienced. And one of my favorite exports from Brazil into the U.S. are the uh, abundance of churrascarias that exist. Give me a good steak, and I'm with you there. What is the thing your parents forced you to eat, but you hated as a kid? <laughs> Probably some vegetables. In Brazil, we have a variety of vegetables. Some of them I like, some of them not much. <laughs> I get vegetables on this uh, show a lot. I, uh, I think some of us have grown into enjoying the vegetables, but there's still something about the non-vegetable that we'd rather have than the vegetable. So now, let's think about that travel again. What is one travel item, not including your phone or your passport, that you will not leave home without? Probably my card or my wallet. Thanks for joining us this week on CX Passport. If you liked today's episode, I have three quick next steps for you. Click subscribe on the CX Passport YouTube channel or your favorite podcast app. Next, leave a comment below the video or a review in your favorite podcast app so others can find and enjoy CX Passport too. 
then head over to cxpassport.com for show notes and resources that can help you create tangible business results by delivering great customer experience. Until next time, I'm Rick Denton, and I believe the best meals are served outside and require a passport. 